You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of The Little Yak with Saya, Anissa, and Parma. Hi, I'm Anissa. We're trying something new. We'll be doing occasional Little Yaks, shorter episodes focusing on a currently airing drama. In this first one, we discuss our first impressions of the new coming-of-age romance drama Record of Youth, starring Pakwagam and Paksodam. We were highly anticipating this one for many reasons, and so far, we love it. This episode is produced with the support of patrons. Thank you! You can find our page at patreon.com slash dramasoverflowers. And now, for some banter! This is Anissa. And this is Parma. Today we want to talk about Record of Youth, which just aired starting on Monday of this week. And it's Wednesday today, so we are fresh from watching it. What did you guys think? I am really enjoying it. I, it's, I didn't even realize that this was the writer of Temperature of Love. And, uh, I've only been saying it for like the last six weeks. <laughs> I know you have, but I, I am horrible in that I have very selective memory and I this one just didn't stick. So I thought that there was something very familiar about the way the story was written, the way the emotions were written, because not all writers can write emotions like this, where it's like a visible character all on its own. And that is, you know, how this drama is. Um, and like, like your emotions have an arc. It's a whole, okay. Anyway, enough about emotions. And the director of Stranger, Forest of Secrets, which I just got done watching. And I mean, season one, I'm, I'm yet to, you know, get into season two. Yeah, I, I know that in the beginning, when we first started our weekly review of, um, of Forest of Secrets 2, also known as Stranger 2, like, we said we can't really tell if the change in director has made a difference, but I actually, like, watching, I have been feeling, I don't know if anybody else has been feeling, but I've been feeling that, like, I miss Angelo, and watching his work again in this drama, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's so beautiful, it's nice to see your work again, you know, like, I, I'm enjoying that aspect a lot. I don't have as much love for, is it Ha Myung-hee? Mm-hmm. As Saya does, just because I haven't the only drama of hers that I've watched all the way through is One Warm Word, and that's like a very intense melodrama, which is such a different genre that I can't really judge, but I do really love her dialogue. Yeah. And as usual, the dialogue is excellent in this. And Park Pagam! <laughs> <laughs> I said this already on Twitter, but like, I know everyone is watching this for Park Pagam and for Park Sadam, but I'm like, I'm here for uh, Ham Youngi and. It's actually, I find it really difficult to talk about why I like it because it's the kind of thing I would write about. And I think we've observed before that her dramas are like very much a, a writer's drama. And mm. yeah, I actually find it really hard to sit here and talk about it when it when it feels more natural and um, rich for me to sit here and write about it when nobody's watching me while squeeing my face off. <laughs> like I remember when we were watching the first uh, the opening episodes of Temperature of Love and how kind of almost intoxicating they were in just 
the emotions and you know p you said let's move on from the emotions you can't because her writing is all about the emotions like if it's not the emotions then it's nothing yeah, yeah. i think for me i do find that sometimes the dialogue is a little bit too much <laughs> yeah like there are some cases where like she uses like 12 lines of dialogue where like nine would have been perfect um, but it's so well written that I don't really mind that much, you know, like it's it's OK. But I, I am like I'm always for like being concise. That's just my personality. Mm -hmm. So like I do sometimes I'm like, OK, you could have just like <laughs> dialed it down like 10 percent. It would have been fine. Um, but the quality is very high anyway. So I'm exactly the opposite in that I find that her writing is sparse enough. I enjoy the extra lines she puts in, so to speak. I know that the gist of what she's trying to do the thrust of it has already been you know executed so we can just leave the scene at that but then she does a few extra things and i actually enjoy those extra things yeah like i f i feel similarly i feel that it's restrained enough but at the same time and can i preface this comment by saying i really hate banter like banter is the thing that I despise the most among all forms of human communication. <gasps> really? Oh my god. Oh wow. my god. I'm shocked. <laughs> no, I don't mean banter between friends. I mean um when you are okay, I mean we're not going to talk about matchmaking journeys, but like when you meet people and all they have is banter and you're like okay, so what's past the banter? What's beyond that? What's deeper than that? And there's nothing. They are only banter. Whereas the banter, I just really hate the word as well. The banter that I would <laughs> like, it's like the more you say it, the more it loses meaning. The, the I was going to say that. The kind of banter that I feel that you can enjoy is the one that arises from a rich existing relationship. It's it's like it's the frosting on your the cake of your relationship, right? Whereas with a lot of communication that I have experienced in other contexts, you feel like all they've got is the icing and there's no cake. And you're like, but I'm here for cake. I like icing when it's on the cake. I don't like icing on its own. Um, yeah. So what she's got is she's got this like wonderful rapid fire banter going on, but it is, I feel it's restrained enough. Though I can see how a different personality would, i.e. you, uh, Anissa, would be like, okay, that's just a little too much. Like the Pakbogam Paksadam, like there when they meet, and they just have these a series of conversations that go by so fast and they're so fun. But also, like, something is happening. It's not meaningless. But it's so enjoyable. Yeah. And the wordplay and, like, the wittiness of it. It's interesting you say that about banter, though, because, like, I feel like I only really think about banter in the context of fiction. I don't really think about real life having banter because that's just, like bad pickup lines and like men trying to be funny when they're not <laughs> maybe i should take this out but but like when i think about banter i think about like rom-coms and meet cutes and like witty repartee right yeah when it's done well it is telling you about the characters and how their relationship is changing and what they're learning about each other so yeah. i actually love banter but i mean obviously everything can be done better. like the drawing room back and forth between darcy and elizabeth right mm -hmm. exactly that's like about the original banter yeah that's what i think of when i think of banter i'm totally <laughs> coming at banter from a real life uh unhappy experiences of it yeah and also, I, I honestly think that the English just use the word banter differently yeah, at this you point. Know, when you read those profiles and they're like, I like banter, and you're like, instant swipe left. 
Maybe this is a British thing. <laughs> I don't know. I've never experienced no, it. I think it is a British thing. Oh, maybe. It must be a British knows? thing. That's why we don't get it, Parma. <laughs> so there is a character on Too Hot to Handle. This this girl who's English, and she keeps using the word banter, and she says that in that banter. Banter. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's. I can't even. And clearly, nobody understands what she means by banter because she doesn't actually seem to mean wit. She seems to mean a kind of flirtation that is very surface level. Yeah, yeah exactly. But she likes that. That's what she's looking for. And it's just it was annoying the hell out of me because that is not what banter means. Then, <laughs> then you know, there's the other conversations, right? Like the non-happy and delicious ones where you have Pak Bogam and his family. Oh, those are some of my favorite conversations. They're so good yeah. and like oh. so so sad, like so painful, but like yeah. so realistic. Yeah, though. so good. So like realistic. you can understand everyone in that situation, even though like it's miserable. Mm. And you feel hurt on his behalf, but you like get his parents. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, everything from the framing of the scenes, how it's being blocked out, how certain characters are entering the scene, ha- having their say, and maybe storming out, and then the mom is garrisoning her older son and husband into the bathroom because she doesn't want her that younger son's uh, feelings hurt by you know w- what they were saying. It just, I love the entire oh, like man. the the movement <laughs> of the characters. Just everything is done so perfectly, man. Just I have so many thoughts about the parents. <laughs> Yeah, and the way that each scene flows into the next one and how everything has like a very... It's interesting because when I saw the trailer or the teaser, it was everything kind of was happening very quickly. And I was like, what is this even going to be about? Yeah. But then when you see the way that the scenes are laid out and like, I think this director and this writer, like they click really well. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch the rest of this. If I think Ankiro's last two dramas were thrillers, right? Uh, what did he do before Watcher? Forest of Secrets, Stranger One. He was also the one who did uh, Alhambra, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I so then it was Stranger, the Alhambra, Watcher, mm. and then this, I think. Yeah, it is strange to see that same style applied to a completely different genre. But yeah, I'm digging yeah. it. But it works. Like mm. his, his use of visual language is just... Always. Yeah. But to get a little more to the specifics, did, did the employer-employee relationship, the housekeeper and the the friend's mom relationship remind you guys of airs you know Uh, the the mom and the you know housekeeper the deaf housekeeper a little but also it remind it sort of it put me more in mind of some of the characters in temperature of love and what's what i found really interesting is i was as i was watching it i was trying to draw parallels between the two shows and i actually found no the characters are very different in record of youth um compared to how they are in temperature of love and like for example with heo's mum she's you kind of she she's weirdly likable but she's also really Bad? Awful. <laughs> yeah, She's not but like also a boy. you can't help kind of adoring her. <laughs> like that's I think it's the actress. She's got this wonderful winning kind of charm, but she's also yeah pretty bad. And you're like. I, I don't know how to feel about you. She is really charming, but she's also super entitled about her place in the world, what sh- her son deserves, and what she deserves. So that entitlement is what makes her awful. And if you separate the the what the text of her words from the way she delivers them 
suddenly like look at the words on their on their own and they have this very twisted dark kind of manipulative controlling meaning but then couple it with with that really charming kind of sweet um loving tone and you just have mind screw conflict it's great. <laughs> great i love it this is hamyoungi's power in creating characters that's what i really enjoy I really like how we're meeting these two. I mean, it's set in 2018, right? So we see them in 2018. But I like how we're meeting them both when they're each struggling in their own way. But the connection that they eventually form, it's not that he finds out that she's his fan because she lies about that. It's both are like really fundamentally decent people and they witness each other being really decent in a very sort of natural way. It's not like dramatic or anything like that, but they're just like observing each other and how they are with other human beings. And that's what really makes them become friends. And I really loved that that was like how they first get to know each other. And you know, like I'm sure that a lot of things will happen and we're gonna see them in a flash forward. Hopefully everyone will have better hair in 2020. (laughs) But I just liked how this was like their initial meeting and it wasn't like, oh, I'm a fangirl. And then all of a sudden like she meets her fan and he's like, oh, you're my fan, do you adore me? And like. If that was the dynamic, I think I wouldn't have liked it as much. No, and also, even though I was a bit disappointed that they took took the predictable path, because as soon as I saw that she had two models, like a picture of both the models on her uh, screen, I figured that this was the path they were going to go. Oh, I'm not your fan. I'm his fan. Why did you assume? Um, And that was a bit hurtful because she has to know that his popularity is waning. So hearing that his friend is the one... Um, that she's a fan of it's just a tiny sting that didn't need to be given but she was trying to sort of protect her embarrassment I suppose but it also avoids that pitfall of it inevitably creates a distance between you and your fan if that's your relationship and there should be a distance versus a situation where now these two are friends and he thinks he's helping her sort of meet her um, bias (laughs) Stan so it's it's cute. It's a, it's a far more natural way of becoming friends. And I like how she discovers that he isn't exactly what she had imagined him to be. So, yeah. yeah, super cute. Any last words? I have so much to say about this drama, but we have to stop. <laughs> Even two episodes in. Yeah, I think we're all really, really looking forward to this one. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. So far, I've enjoyed all the characters that have been introduced, even the guest characters. Much to say, but we'll reserve that for another day. All right. Let us know what you thought of this first two episodes of Record of Youth. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Dramas Overflow. You can find me on Twitter at Anissa Khalifa underscore. And you can find me, Parma, on Twitter at FestaFasta. And you can find me at NotNowSire. And you can find us on Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore podcast. Is that That's right? right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find our blog at dramasoverflowers.net. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.